Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Brad Harbison, and joining me today is Andrew Taylor, Technical Director of Clegg's Pest Control in Durham, North Carolina. Andrew, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk to Andrew today a little bit about wildlife control and flea control, a couple services that Clegg's Pest Control has, has been offering and, and had a lot of success with been popular service offerings. And Andrew, I want to start a little bit with uh, wildlife control. In terms of services that Clegg's offers, uh, how popular is wildlife control, and would you consider it, consider it an area of growth for the company? Yeah, I would definitely say it, it is a huge uh, area for popularity. Um, you know, it has the potential for being majorly popular. Uh, I've noticed within the past year there's been a, a, a much bigger focus on it. Yeah. And then can you tell us a little bit about Clegg's program? What, what all is involved in the wildlife control services you offer? Yeah, so it, it, a lot of it does depend on uh, what type of animal we're trying to either either catch or exclude. Um, but inspection is a big thing. And, and you know, we'll, we use things as far as uh, – uh, wildlife cameras to, to just to verify what we're dealing with. Um, those are those are extremely helpful. Uh, you know, it depends on what we're trying to get rid of, but uh, but basically, you know, it could be a, a daily thing. Um, you know, or it's something that we'll exclude, for instance, for bats, and we'll come back out within a month and and finish the job. And so it really just kind of depends. But uh, you know, we we try to stay current with uh, with you know when it comes to ro- uh, wildlife control. And, uh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Andrew, one thing that we, we observed that there, there's there's, you know, some service technicians don't like wildlife control, don't like the work that's involved. What is Clegg's philosophy on this? Are, are all technicians required to do this work? Well, uh, they are required to, you know, hopefully they keep an open mind when they go to an account and, and look around, uh, do, do a thorough inspection before um before they they do their service and if they do see some wildlife activity one of the things we try to encourage them to do is to give it to our wildlife specialist um we had even taken to the point where last uh i think within the last few months we sent about 60 uh different employees uh to the state uh the state provided wildlife training so the goal with that was to get people in each office that have some sort of wildlife training and that way we can attack the market better and uh, have have better uh, response times and, and obviously better work quality when it comes to uh, dealing with wildlife. Andrew, you mentioned briefly uh, a little bit about the, the use of cameras for wildlife work. Can you talk a little bit more about that? How, how does Clegg's um, incorporate the use of cameras in, into wildlife work? Right. Well, we'll do, uh, you know, the best thing I can say is, you know, if we're having an issue with something that, you know, we we're just having a hard time getting getting uh, uh, catching. For instance, and I, I think of uh, an issue that we had with the fox at a at a university here. Um, another company had come out, gone through the motions, uh, basically baited the station with uh, with marshmallows and tried to catch a, a fox. Uh, this fox was an extremely smart fox. It, it had lost its tail. It had a set pattern, it was just not going to be caught very easily. Uh, so what we did is we put out a wildlife camera to get an idea, okay, where is this, this fox going? Where is its pathways? Where is, its, uh, where, where is it, it nesting? You know, all of these things are, we're trying to play into it. And so basically we found some areas where it was constantly going. So it, it, it gives you a better, better idea as far as track placement, 
Um, and plus what you're dealing with. I've had issues where I was I was convinced it was something else, and, and you know, you, you put up your, your camera and, and you get to see, okay, yes, was it something else, or, or is it is it, you know, something as simple as a rodent that you need to obviously change your habits and, and, and uh, change your methods. Yeah. And, uh, Andrew, you, you mentioned kind of before you'd mentioned a little bit about training in that you send the new technicians to, to the school, the, the North Carolina schools. What are right. maybe talk a little bit of in-house? You know, what does what does Clegs do from from a training perspective in-house, and what are some of the key messages you try to get across to technicians when it comes to dealing with wildlife pests? Right. Uh, well, in-house, uh, the the owner, uh, his son is uh, Philip uh, Clegg Jr., and that's one of his things that he's been spearheading as far as the whole wildlife aspect. You know, sending everybody out to that school. But in-house, he will put on uh, different trainings as far as uh, some of the things he likes to, to go after. And, and it's interesting stuff, and, I, and I'm not as well-versed probably as he is in, in some cases. Uh, but, it, you know, he, he talks about uh, larger animal trapping or exclusion. Um, so he's constantly uh, putting that in there. Um, but we, we really try to push the, uh, the wildlife school um, training with senior wildlife technicians. There are, like I said, there are some a few in each region who are extremely well versed um, in wildlife control. So we're just really trying to to get it to become a, a company culture where everybody is starting to think more wildlife control and use your resources accordingly. And Andrew, in the PCT article that we'd interviewed you for, you know, you had mentioned wildlife pests as a potential source of fleas. What are some com- common wildlife pests that you encounter that can harbor fleas? Right. So I, I think those kind of go to your, to your uh, usual suspects, you know, uh, whether it's raccoons or possums or, or rodents. Um, you know, and occasionally it's not necessarily occasionally it's not necessarily wildlife. Um, you may be dealing with something with cats or or stray animals that that come around, um, but. You know, those are the main things that we're dealing with. Yeah. And on the subject of fleas, um, can you tell us a little bit about what's involved in Clegg's flea treatment protocol and, and also talk a little bit about the role that IGRs play? Absolutely. So what we do with our uh, flea treatment protocol, um, we, we really try to get the customer's uh, cooperation. So we'll, we'll do stuff as far as making sure they vacuum daily, and I think that's a huge thing. You know, vacuuming daily uh, for 10 days, removing the bag. Um, you know, we'll do our treatments, and, and usually it's, it's you know, an aerosol product with an IGR that's incorporated. Um, the If it doesn't have an IGR, in my opinion, you're not going to break that life cycle. So I think that's that's huge. We, we do promote it a lot. Of course, there are certain times where you have some very difficult issues, you know, and, and a lot of times you got to put on your detective hat and you got to, figure out exactly what was going on. I had a customer who uh, swore up and down, you know, that uh, her cat never had problems with fleas, but they ended up having to take and put the cat down. And this was months before us taking on the account. And there were so many fleas that we, you know, we had a a lot of issues as far as as breaking that life cycle. And and I think that's part of it. Of course, customers not going to always admit to if they're making their problem worse or not. And I think sometimes you got to figure that out. You got to, think outside the box. you got to think, you know, what's above and below me? Uh, you know, what's going on outside the structure? If any of this plays into it, um, you need to really go out and take a look and see if you can decipher what's going on. Because like I said, you, you can't always depend on a customer to tell you uh, the truth sometimes. 
Yeah. And uh, maybe the last thing, Andrew, I'll leave you with is, uh, again, on the subject of fleas, we've been hearing a lot about flea resurgent in certain parts of the country the last few years. Um, has this been the, the case at plagues? Have you been doing more flea work in recent years? Um, I would say the flea work has, has pretty much remained the same, except for the fact that I have run into a lot more difficult situations like the situation I just described. Um, but that has been happening more. So uh, what I'm, you know, couple of the things that I would think of, uh, you know, as to maybe why that's the case, you know, we we have products, obviously, like Frontline, um, that have been around for a while, and the active ingredients may not be as effective. So a lot of what I do, if I run into a situation, I'll talk to people about maybe, you know, changing up what you're putting on your animal, you know, I, I, you know, what, what are the active ingredients you're using. Um, but as far as, you know, us running into it more, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, you know we're moving into areas that we're naturally... Uh, where wildlife is abundant, you know. In my backyard, for instance, uh, every morning I'll wake up, I'll see deer running through my yard, and I know that's a huge problem for me because I can get ticks and I can get fleas, and if I'm not treating my animal, that's going to be a problem uh, that's going to make its way into my house. Um, you know, so that may be something as far as, you know, why are we running into more fleas that, that are, you know, possibly resistant or just, just in general, why are we running into more um, wildlife? You know, you think about white-tailed deer i know in north carolina it, it's their population has grown tremendously um you know so it's, it's taking those things into consideration you know if we're not if we're not you know if we're dealing with more of those wildlife issues you're going to deal with a lot more flea issues as well great all right well andrew i uh, appreciate the uh, time this afternoon and uh, thanks again for joining us thank you i appreciate your time and again, to all, all of our listeners, uh, thanks, thanks for tuning into our podcast today, and have a great day.